Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Thanks for listening to Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Kapler. People call me Cap. Joel Brzezinski is with me. And uh, we're going to be talking about something, uh, the subject of identity. Joel, identity. Like I don't know who I am, right? Who am I? (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? When we say identity, uh, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about uh, identity can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. But when we're talking about who we are, in Christ, that's uh, that's really what we're talking about as far as what God has made us. We were one thing. The Bible calls it uh, the old man. That portion or that part of us was crucified with Christ, the Bible says. It died. It actually died and it no longer lives. And we've been recreated. The Bible says we're a new creation. Old things have passed away. And now we're living with this new being uh, who we are in Christ Jesus. It's something that has been recreated by God himself in his likeness and according to his workmanship, not according to anything that we've done. And I know that it, 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 it's a hard concept for a lot of people to grasp that a part of them has actually died, and now they are actually a new thing, and their life is now in Christ Jesus. Yeah, and this is something that uh, the, this new life that you're talking about, uh, this identity that we've uh, inherited, so to speak, through through Christ, it's not something that just takes place gradually, but it was something that took place instantaneously. That's why it's called the, the new birth. It's something that, that happened right away. And you referred to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where the Bible says, old things have passed away. This is a scripture I've known all my life, but I never really fully understood it until I came into a greater understanding of grace. If anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Of course, when I was taught um, more along the lines of of, uh, a gospel of, I don't want to say I was taught a gospel of works because I was taught that, that, you know, you were saved uh, through faith and not by works. But sometimes we had this mentality that, um, that, that you almost you almost had to maintain your salvation through good works. And I think when I looked at 2 Corinthians 5, Joel, I I always thought that old things have passed away, all things have become new. I thought it at one time in my life, I thought that was talking about what I was doing. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. That's the same thoughts that I had. In fact, it's it's one of the things that originally kept, uh, kept me from wanting to venture out into this this Christian life, because I thought, I, I had known that scripture, and I thought that unless I'm able to make old things pass away, <laughs> some of the things that I'm doing pass away, then I'm not going to be able to be this new creation. I'm not going to be able to be what God wants me to be, and it really kept me for uh, for quite a few years from really getting into this, this Christian life, and it was such a, a wonderful freedom when i when i understood when god revealed to me uh through through the teachings of of other people and through my own personal bible study that this new creation is a new creation that as i said just a bit ago it's god's workmanship it's something that he has done something that i could never have done all by myself and and that makes me his son it makes me 
uh, I think it's Ephesians 1 that says that we're an heir and a co-heir with Christ, and we're adopted as sons, and we're no longer a slave to sin. I mean, that's part of our identity, is that before, our old man that has died now, that old man was a slave to sin. And now we're an an heir and a co-heir with Christ. We're accepted in the Beloved, and we're uh, we're adopted as a son of God, a real living son, and his spirit and the life of Christ indwells us richly. So simply by believing in him, we have become righteous. In fact, we were talking about 2 Corinthians 5, uh, having old things passed away and all things become new. And then a few verses after that, uh, that the Bible says that uh, God had made Jesus, uh, had made him who had no sin. He made him, uh, he became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So we've been declared righteous. The Bible under this new covenant declares us to be holy, to be perfect, to be forgiven, and and a host of other um, descriptions uh, to identify who we have become simply because we're in Christ and he's in us. Yeah, I heard something interesting on uh, on TV the other day. It actually, I, I think it was TBN. It was a, one of the Christian stations anyway, but something stuck out that somebody said, and, and uh, I believe it was it was right on with the gospel. Uh, this woman said, we have mixed up our who with our do, because who we are in, in Christ is completely righteous and holy and blameless, as you said. But sometimes the things that we do don't always line up with who we are. I think Steve McVeigh in the Grace Walk uh, books, he, he really does a good job of, of pointing that out and of establishing our identity, who we are. But sometimes our mind and our will and our emotions, our soul basically, doesn't line up with the spirit that has been made new. He, he has, I think in the book he said, we are a spirit um, with a soul that lives in a body. And that spirit is the part of us that has been made alive in Christ. But sometimes the things that we do in the flesh don't line up with that. And it's a lot of the times what what we do comes as a result of what we perceive ourselves to be rather than rather than reality. If we don't understand who we are in Christ, it's hard to um, trust in him to live his life through us. It's so easy to begin to mix up your identity with what you do or sometimes what you don't do, you know, and I, I know that um, Steve McVeigh, as you said, does, does a great job at explaining this. But, you know, sometimes uh, you're just in a casual conversation with somebody and you might say, so what is it, what is it you do? And they might say, well, I'm an electrician, as if that's what they really are. You know, instead of saying, well, I, I work with electricity. Yeah. They, they just automatically identify themselves. When somebody asks, what do you do? They say, well, I'm an electrician. And, and so we, it's so easy to identify. Uh, and, 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 you know, men are especially good at this when it comes to their occupations. You know, uh, men wrap up their identity sometimes uh, in, in their careers or their jobs and so forth. And, and we Christians sometimes do the same thing, spiritually speaking. We wrap up uh, and, and we begin to mix up who we really are with our successes and our failures. And that usually will mess you up in the long run. Yeah, I made a note to myself one time. I was just going through some of my notes, and I, I wrote down, you won't live like a child of the king 
unless you have confidence in who you are in him, unless you are sure of who you are. You gain this surety not by what you do, but by what you believe, and that's in whom you trust. So everything that you do should flow out of this trust in him as a result of faith, as opposed to the other way around where everything you do defining who you are. Hmm. You know, and, and we want people to understand we're not against good works. We're just saying that uh, good works cannot establish righteousness in you. You, you can't establish the, the righteousness that's been purchased for you because it's, it was free. Uh, I know people right and left all around me that are just walking around in guilt and condemnation. And that's just that should not be one of the identifying factors in, in the Christian life because you have not been declared um, guilty anymore. Uh, the, the law would do that. Uh, the old covenant, you know, remember when Jesus, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount, eventually what Jesus came down to was he said, uh, you shall be perfect as, as your father in heaven is perfect. But the writer in Hebrews told us that the old covenant and the sacrifices that people would make through that covenant with the animals and so forth, with the blood of bulls and goats and that, that could not make you perfect. And the implication there, of course, is that the blood of Christ has made you perfect. Exactly. The yearly sacrifices only brought up a remembrance of their sins, as that writer in Hebrews says, whereas the the blood, the perfect sacrifice of Jesus, brought about righteousness and a new identity in God and who we are in Christ. Yeah, and of course, again, we're, we're not talking about perfection based uh, on, on our own efforts. Uh, we're not perfect within ourselves. It's, it's uh, something that's been given to us through that sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And, and uh, you know, it's so important, Joel, that we begin to... And this is, this is something I can't get enough of um, because I'm still trying to grow in this. I'm still trying to, to grasp my identity in Christ and just exactly what was indeed provided for me because we all wrestle... Um, we all wrestle with this. I, I think to some extent, some of us understand it better than others, and we're all growing. But, but I think that if we don't begin, at, at least begin to understand the identity that we have in Jesus Christ, uh, we're going to be in for a lot of defeat here on this earth. Right. We need to be constantly reminded of this. It's not just a subject. You know, our identity in Christ, not just a subject to touch on from time to time. It's something that is it. It is our life, and we need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. The scriptures tell us who we are, and it's a life-giving thing when we know who we are, who Christ has made us to be. And like you were saying, Cap, it's a a growing process. It's it's something that, the title of our program, Growing in Grace, is something that when Peter said, grow in the grace and the knowledge of of who we are in Jesus Christ, he knew that I mean, Peter, of all people, was a person who, it it took a long time in his life uh, for him to get it. And he walked with Jesus for three years, side by side with him, saw him, you know, crucified and and saw him dead and then saw him resurrected and and still got some things wrong uh, as far as his his identity in Christ. And, And it took a long time for him. It takes a long time for us to grow in this thing. The good news is that the Holy Spirit does indwell us. And when we set our minds on things above, as the scripture says, we'll we'll grow in this identity. 
it's a very exciting thing once you even begin just to get a little shadow of it and then to be able to grow and learn more about it. It, it will it will revolutionize uh, your life and, and it will affect those around you too. Once you begin to understand who you already are. I think, Joel, a lot of times we, we spend so much of our time uh, seeking or asking God for, for things that have already been provided for us. That's right. It's, you know, we can't receive what we've already been given, but yet we keep seek, uh, seeking after these things, like the you know, people who say they, they hunger for God's righteousness or they thirst for, for God's righteousness. When in Christ it's been given, Jesus said that if, you know, if you hunger for righteousness, if you thirst for righteousness, the, the water that I give you will be enough that you'll never be thirsty again. And that water that he gives us, you know, the righteousness, his own righteousness, makes it so that we never have to thirst for righteousness again, because, as we've talked about, it's a free gift from God. And what you just said right there is a mouthful. Uh, we'll have to come back to that sometime, but we're going to have to wrap up for this week. Growing in Grace, I'm Mike Kapler, along with Joel Brzezicki. Uh Joel, I'm going to let you finish up. Okay, Mike, I just want to let uh, everyone know that at gracewalk.org, there's a wonderful Grace Walk online community. You can find out more information there about our program, and you can find out about the various other programs here on Grace Walk Radio. Again, this is Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezicki, along with Mike Kapler, the cat. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezicki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.